0: Change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. This is Voiceover Champions, a show about voice actors who've made it to the top, how they got there, and how you can do it too. I'm your host, Joshua Seth. You probably know me as a voice actor from back in the day, one of the original OG anime voice actors. And I have a special announcement to make before we get into today's episode with Nicholas Roy, which stick around for because it's a really interesting talk. He's just such a genuine guy. We have a bit of a lengthy discussion about a book he read that changed his life and some of the lessons and takeaways that he's sharing from that with all of you. But before we get into all of that, I have a special announcement to make. This is pretty exciting for me. I've been sitting on this for a couple of months. So I have a roll announcement, and that is that you can now hear me as the English voice of Canada in Prince of Tennis on Crunchyroll. They just dropped the first 50 episodes. I listened to myself in episode 33 last night. Sounded pretty good, I have to say, and it feels really good to be back in the game. Anyhow, this is the first of what will hopefully be Many role announcements in the months and years to come. I'm super excited to be back voicing anime and voice acting again. As I've talked about on this podcast, I never thought I'd be able to do it once I left Los Angeles. But now, because everything is remote, anyone can get into voice acting and do it from anywhere. Which, if that's you, if you're interested in that, just head on over to voiceoverchampions.com and sign up to watch the free intro to voice acting class that I recorded over there. It's like a a half hour of me explaining how the business works and what you need to do to get started as a voice actor. The link is in the show notes. Today's guest is Nicholas Roy. He's best known for voicing Octane in Apex Legends, the pilot in Halo Infinite, and Webster in Spidey and His Amazing Friends. Oh, and he also voiced Matt in Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution Kizuna. Real excited to talk to him about that and so much more. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Nicholas Roy.
1: Hello. Hello. Nice to meet you. Oh, thanks for having me. Nice to meet you too, Josh. It's
0: funny because we, you know, we were both in that movie together, but of course we recorded at separate times, which would be normal anyway for anime, but especially because that recording took place right at the beginning of the pandemic.
1: That's right. That's right. They, um, they actually told me they were, you know, it was a big deal that you were coming to do that movie. And so they, they told me that, you know, you were coming back to do that movie. And, uh, it was a cool opportunity for me because I didn't really expect to, to enter the Digimon world again outside the digital, of the series. The, the digital universe, done. yes. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't, uh, I'd didn't. i played Mikey for a few years. I don't know, 50, 60, 70 episodes or something of Digimon Fusion. And so I thought that was, you know, that was my stint in the Digimon um, universe. And then uh, they just came at me with, with Matt and said that you were going to be a part of this movie. And it was, it was a big deal to them. And uh, I was... Yeah, uh, well, I-
0: I flew all in large. for it because it was yeah. right before everything shut down for the pandemic. But, but I played Ty right, right all the way through from the original series in 99, 2000, all the way through all six Digimon tries from 2014 to 2020 when we did Kazuna. And I would fly in Girl. for all of those movies. That's going to be my legacy in voiceover. So I'm glad so I, cool, though, I, I stuck with it. But I moved to... To Florida I moved to the beach like oh, as soon as I could really as soon as I could make enough money on my LA property to get get
1: the hell out
0: and and I never Good thought for it, you well I never I, thought it, I, you're in Los Angeles but you you're in a large recording studio I noticed is that in your that's not a closet is that in your home
1: Well, this is my home studio yeah it's a it's a dedicated room um that I you know I, I bought my house um in 2017 um just a little outside of LA Um, and it's about a 45 minute, 50 minute ride. And, um, with the intentions of, you know, being willing to make the drive, uh, three to four to five days a week, if, if for for sessions, and then I didn't have to drive anymore. That's fantastic, right? It's it's been crazy, man, that it worked out like that.
0: Yeah. So now you get to live in a suburb outside of LA and live a life. And when I lived there, I lived in Burbank. So I lived walking distance from. All the studios, basically, and that was on purpose. I did that before I had a career in voiceover with the intention to live right where the work was, and you know, it, it worked Perfect out. Area. But it took it took years and years for that to happen. I never thought I would be back voicing things, and the only reason it's possible is remote, right? Because right. everything's remote. Are you doing everything remotely from home now?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I'd say ninety five percent of everything. Um, That's I fantastic. just had to go in to do. Uh, A voice match on on the new Fast and Furious movie. They required that you come in, Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, you know I had stuff like that where they just uh, there's no wiggle room. What kind of voice
0: work are you primarily doing these days?
1: I do, I do, I do a lot of of everything, really. You know, I do some promos here and there. I started out in voiceover doing a lot of commercial work. That's how I kind of got my start. Dozens and dozens and dozens of video games and uh, a number of animated series. So. Kind of, kind of spread out doing, uh, doing a lot of it. Which fortunately, I, I, I didn't know how this was all going to play out when I got into voiceover. But fortunately, I guess I was versatile enough to be able to to do you know a lot of these different mediums, and it worked out to where it was a little bit easier to have a career that, that really paid the bills and uh, enabled you to have that freedom. You know, I left my part time job back in 2012. I think uh, what was, was that? What did you
0: do to make a living before voiceovers? <laughs> Was It was crazy,
1: man. I came from the, the most random field. I, I sold scientific instruments and, uh, and I also sold contract testing services for companies like SpaceX. For well, I, I sold like a fifty dollars or $60,000 instrument to SpaceX at the time, just before I retired, actually. Then so that, you, my, you
0: were in sales. How did that lead to voiceovers or were you actively pursuing voiceovers at the same time?
1: Yeah, I, I was active, actively pursuing. I was actually, I was an actor. And then voiceover came around for me. So I, start, I moved out to LA in about 2000-ish, coming from theater, coming from acting on camera um, from New Orleans. And uh, I had a little boutique agency that uh, I'd signed with when I, when I arrived in LA. And they started sending me out pretty quickly for uh, auditioning for TV and film. And on camera as well? It was all on camera. Oh, all okay. on camera. Um, no, no sign of voiceover at that time. And uh, mm-hmm. so about eight years later, you know, the ups and downs of, of acting on camera, I just randomly got a phone call from my commercial on-camera agent. And they just asked me if I was interested in doing any voiceover work. They were looking for bilingual talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, you know, they wanted to just see if I would audition. And I said, yeah, sure, sure. I'll do what I need to make some money. I'll do whatever, you know. You could so, book two uh,
0: roles at once and localize in Spanish and English.
1: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. and that's that's kind of what they were what they were pitching to me. You know, mm-hmm. was was a lot of this uh, bilingual stuff going on, and um, so I said, yeah, uh, let's, yeah, that sounds good. I thought I was going to a casting at the time, but they were actually sending me to a voiceover agency that they uh, were affiliated with. Okay, and that. That, uh, that meeting ended up becoming my, my agent to this day. Uh, so I, I stayed with her and she's- Where's that it. at? Uh, so at the time, it was an, a little boutique agency called Solid Talent. And now um, I'm with Vox. I've been with Vox for a number of years now. Vox, yeah.
0: Okay, That yeah, makes, yeah. That makes that's cool. sense. That's kind of and- how it
1: played out. I, I ended up getting that, that, uh, that opportunity in 2008, eight years into just a, an on-camera acting stint. Hey, that's and, impressive
0: uh, that you were able to make it as an on-camera actor for eight years. Even.
1: Well, yeah. that was a lot, part-time job stuff. That was that right. Was not, a lot of but a lot of people yeah. would have
0: gone full-time on in the sales direction. Something know, with some right? more yeah. stability. It Gosh, yeah.
1: it was rough, man. I had, uh, you know, I had this this point where I was a little bit on the rise, uh, and I and I and I started making pretty good money um, doing some co-stars and some guest stars on TV shows, mm-hmm. and then it all just stopped, and that was when that was. I had, I had been with a temp agency prior to that, and I was temping at different studios. I temped at Disney. I temped at CBS Studios in Hollywood. Mm. And then all of a sudden, I started making enough money, um, getting some roles here and there, uh, getting a little recurring on Malcolm in the Middle. I got a little role on CSI. I got a little role on Without a Trace. Um, I got uh, one or two little commercials. That's all before and, it um, stopped? It just stopped. You just, just had stopped. all that
0: momentum. Could you pinpoint why? Why did it all stop like that?
1: A number of, I mean, in hindsight, you know, I I, I I'll take the, the the blunt of it because um I think now having some wisdom of what it takes to be successful in this business, you know, mindset is a big deal and um the mental part of this game is to me, you know, ninety percent of it. And uh Do you feel like so, you're
0: self sabotaged then?
1: Yeah, I think um I think I had a fear uh, at that time of it not working out. Um, and, you know, when you'd see like a little patch of a few weeks go by and you didn't get hired or three weeks go by and there's nothing kind of in the works, all of a sudden you go into panic mode. And, um, you know, what you think about, you bring about. So if you sit there and you it's think true. about no work coming, you're going to see more no, more of that, more of no work coming. So mm-hmm. I think I did that to myself at, at the time. Um, I remember blaming it, you know, impartial to partially to um, my management at the time I didn't feel like I was in the best position uh, at all actually I've, I felt like I was kind of at the
0: around what of the year was this my
1: representation.
0: what was that around what year was that
1: that was like 2006 okay and then what turned it around? Came around about two that's years later that's what turned later. it around
0: was sw- was switching from on camera to voiceover
1: that's right that's so maybe right. that's and,
0: what had to happen in order for you to be open to this new direction you're right.
1: You're right. I remember telling myself at that time, though, once I went through a good period of kind of purgatory, kind of you know nothingness. Uh, I remember telling myself like something's gonna work out. I kind of flipped the switch mm-hmm. at that time, and I remember saying, so "I'm, I'm going something's gonna come into my path. I'm gonna, fu- I'm gonna figure it out somehow, some way." And then I, that happened. I think we've
0: all gone through our own version of that as actors, yeah. if you've been around long enough, where you start to get some success, you start to get a bit cocky. Maybe take those opportunities for granted, and then they start to disappear, and you second guess pretty much everything. Yeah, but that's where the growth can occur. Like there's that's right. no growth without pain, because the growth is too difficult to achieve without some impetus, some reason to motivate you. And so, I think for most people, it it takes getting knocked back on your heels a bit in order to make the effort that's necessary yeah. for the personal development to take place that will lift you up to another level in your career. And was there they like a it. was there a specific point in your voice acting career where you did rise to that level that you're at now?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so I I um for for a number of years when I got in in 2008 and I started auditioning, uh, uh the first few things I got hired for were commercial jobs and uh you know, you'd see a, a nice little chunk of money and you know, and I remember thinking like, man, if I keep getting these things, I'll, you know, I'll be able to probably do this. This looks like I could do this full time. I think I could really do this, you know? And the next year went by and I remember feeling better about voiceover than I did about on camera. And I think in, uh, I think just a few years into voiceover, I had a meeting with my agent, my voiceover agent. And I told her like, when I get these weird auditions for on-camera stuff, still security guard, number three, I don't feel good about it. And I don't even want to go. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You think I should just drop all this stuff? And she says, I think if you do drop all that stuff, you'll probably fly farther in voiceover. Drop the yeah. negative stuff and stick with the positive stuff. There's, you know?
0: a, there's a lot to be said for focus. And it's, yeah. been, it's been both my superpower and my Achilles heel in my career. Yeah. Because, I mean, I even wrote a book about working with focus and, and the power of focus specifically for creative people. Because those of us that are creative, we're creative in every area. So you, yeah. you're as creative on the mic as you are on camera, as you are in a conversation, as you are right. making a meal, right? That's it's just right. the way that we are wired. So that can dissipate all those creative energies in a million different directions if you're not careful.
1: That's I mean, right. in my
0: case, it, it was always bifurcated between magic and stage performing on the one hand, which is what took me away from voice acting and voice acting. And uh, it's very difficult to achieve what you're capable of if you're not focused totally in one direction. That's right. So you did that. And then now, so many years later, what are the roles, the characters that you are most known for? Could you just run through them, say the sure. names, and maybe do the catchphrases in the voices for those that may not be as familiar sure, with you. Sure. And words? I
1: want to piggyback off of what you were just saying, because there's a quote now that I live by, and and that is... You can have anything you want if you want it badly enough. You can be anything you want to be, accomplish anything you set out to accomplish if you hold to that desire with singleness of purpose. Who said that? And it's the truth. It's the truth. If you hold to anything with singleness of purpose, you'll figure it out. You'll find the way in that, in that realm, whatever it is. If you stay focused on that one thing, you will figure it out. You'll find the way.
0: This um, is the way.
1: Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, yeah, I was scattered at that time. And mm-hmm. when I when I cut all the other stuff out that wasn't giving me good feelings and I stuck with what was giving me good feelings and I just went full tilt boogie that direction. That, yeah, was, that works that great unless
0: what's giving you the good feeling is cocaine.
1: Yeah, Right, right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, then that might, you know. It depends what's giving you
0: well. the good feeling, right. <laughs> if it's your work, then more power but to the you.
1: Tr- the true turning point, Josh, the true turning point for me w- where – you know, I, I, I still had a part-time job, uh, like I said, up until 2012. But um, in 2016 is when things really, really did change. And, and, uh, and I realized that, you know, you could buy a house. You could, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you could do a lot now. There's, you know, you're, you're, you're really in this. And that was, I read this book called The Key to Living, The Law of Attraction.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I'd felt yeah, like. A lot of what you're saying
0: sounds like it was right out of The Secret.
1: Right out of the secret. Yeah. yeah. Right out of the secret. And um the one of the one of the the um writers of The Secret, you know, there's a number of, of people in mm-hmm. there. Rhonda Byrne was the main writer, but Jack Canfield mm-hmm. uh was one of the, the Yeah, I the met him. There.
0: He was a big influence on me. When I moved from LA, I moved go. to Santa Barbara originally. Which that's is That's where he's at. Where, that's where he yeah. lives. And so I, I yeah. ran into him more than once and I got to hear him speak, not on a professional level, just in the local community. Which is yeah. I've also heard him speak professionally. And he's just such a warm person, and he really lives what he's talking about. And it made such an impression on me. It was partly what inspired me to become a keynote speaker and and go on that path as well. Yeah,
1: That's beautiful, man. He changed my life. He and and Bob Proctor and Rhonda Byrne Mm -hmm. um, all changed my life. Uh, It went domino effect after I read Jack Hanfield's book, um, which was a typical situation of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that book fell in my lap, and you know uh, he's
0: most well known for Chicken Soup to the Soul,
1: but read he's that been one. around <laughs> a
0: long time before that. Yeah, and when yeah. you meet someone who is living such an inspired life, it can't help but have an impact on you, especially if oh you're God. in that mode of seeking.
1: Yeah, yeah, it changed everything. It it changed. Um, the way I wake up in the morning, um, the way I go about my day, you know, like, for example, this morning, you know, my routine every day since 2016 has been, you know, I wake up, my feet touch the carpet, and I, I, I start by saying thank you right, right out of a, a deep sleep. And um, I just sit there and think about so many things that bring me joy every day and make me thankful. You know, I think about- That's really powerful.
0: That attitude of gratitude It's not just a platitude. Hey, now that rhymes. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. No, I'm I'm setting my frequency in that moment. Yeah. Right. When my feet touch the floor, I'm setting my frequency for the day, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, how great it is to wake up and feel awesome, you know, to feel healthy, how great it is to have a roof over my head, you know, how great it is to, to walk downstairs and make that espresso out of that beautiful machine that makes the perfect cup, <laughs> you know, just these little things, man, these little things sure. that, um, that are, that are so, um. Um Easy to forget. Um, easy to forget. What's how, the thing how that awesome. that
0: knocks you off of that. What's that? What's the thing that knocks you out of that?
1: That knocks me out of it? Yeah, Like takes me off that frequency.:
0: Sure, nobody does that hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah. Um, I do a pretty good job of, um, you know, I have these um, these kind of little. Whenever, you know, you get triggered in some small way over something like you feel a little bit of pressure because all of a sudden a couple things came in that have to get done and you, you feel rushed or whatever. I have a, I have a pretty good governor that's always pinging in my head these days, just because of everything that I've practiced where I know how to take a pause for a second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And whether that be, um, just do a little bit of breathing. I do Wim Hof breathing as well. Um, which is big fan of breathing efficient. exercises. Yeah. Especially yeah. for voice Love
0: actors. It. Yeah. All voice actors should study breathing exercises for yeah. emotional modulation, as well as your ability to control the apparatus that emits the sounds that you're making with yeah. your voice.
1: Yeah. But directly right, from the book, actually, we were talking about this, they call them secret shifters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can, once you kind of have a, a once you kind of have a good grasp of being, you know, knowing that you're the master of your thoughts, knowing that you're in control um, and you've accepted that and you've programmed that in your subconscious mind, you know that you generally and genuinely are in control uh, 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 of your thoughts. You can take yourself out of those moments where you feel tensed up, you know? You, you're gonna catch yourself. You're gonna realize like, wait a minute, I'm, my, my vibration's off right now. I need to shift that. So you'll take a pause you'll change your thoughts. You'll think about something better. You'll think about how no matter how many things I'm juggling today, I know I'm going to get through them. So let's did you, just did, did step did you, back for a second.
0: Did you have to cut people out of your life when you made that mindset shift?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was that was early on. That was early on. Yeah, there were people you realize um, there's, you know, you've made every effort and you've just decided that there's not much um, good energy coming from there anymore for whatever reason. And, uh, so you just kind of have to understand that you're doing the right thing. And not that guilt of, you know, but well, yeah, I should still, even though I'm, I'm taking a, a beating in so many different ways, mentally associating with this individual, uh, I should probably still hang in there. No, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Anything that you realize you've made an effort and nothing's, being, nothing's changing, you should just slowly back away from it.
0: What I've found is when you have the guts to do that, new people come into your life anyway. That are, that are right. vibrating, if you use the term that you just uh, referred to, that are vibrating on that frequency that you are at. Right.
1: That's right. Yeah, It's the truth. It's the truth. You, you know, you're going you're gonna to attract like vibrations. And whether you want to believe that or not, or, you know, if, if this seems like pseudoscience to some people, Oh, I don't whatever,
0: think it's, I think it Einstein true. would agree with you because Einstein's yeah. the one who identified that people are really walking, talking energy fields, that everything is That's energy. Right. That's and right. The, what are those vibrations but energy? What is sound but us emitting the essence of our personality and yeah. the energy that we project into the ears of another?
1: That's right. That's isn't it cool when they play a frequency and they show water?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're like get, droplets uh, of water, yeah, and it yeah. will create patterns
1: mm-hmm. or salt or something you, like that. And man. then you
0: change, and then you change the sound, and the patterns shift
1: yeah to like these beautiful mm-hmm. snowflake looking or or you know these these figures that are just like unimaginable that are created out of that sand just laying there off of a frequency it's crazy but yeah there it's, are it's certain songs
0: and albums that i will only listen to in certain situations for that reason because i believe it wires your brain and your your emotional response to triggers certain reaction to those sounds
1: that's right. Yeah. You've got it figured out. You know, you know, you know what you need in those moments, you know, to, to keep you on a certain frequency, a certain vibration. And yeah, this is uh, this is, I don't know that I've got anything
0: figured out by the way. I just have <laughs> questions, <laughs> but that is the journey. You know? yeah. That
1: is the journey figuring these things out, you know, as you go, they're, they're truly magical things. You know, it's truly magical when you start figuring these things out, how powerful the mind is, um, frequencies, you know, keeping yourself feeling good at all times, what that does for your life. When you, when you keep your this, the simple notion That one that's the one that I'm not really good.
0: on board with honestly. Like I enjoy all of the emotions. Emotions, at, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not seeking to feel good all the time. That just like I don't want it to be sunny and seventy two degrees out all the time. Well like, yeah, that
1: you're right. You're right though. That's a you don't bit know limiting. what it you don't know what it's you don't know what it truly is to feel good unless you felt the opposite, right?
0: Bingo, you, know? you don't know the what what the view looks like. From the top of the mountain, in, in with any level of perspective, unless you've also been down in the valley, you gotta, yeah, you yeah. have to experience both. That's
1: right. That's right. Not, the not all idea, the time, me, or at the same at time. Least, uh, for me, at least, it's just not recognizing when I, when I go to a place that's not um, feeling great right and not staying there very long. Um, you know, you don't need to yes, stay there very long. I'm with for you me. on that. Right. Right. So, but, ex- um, but ex-
0: you experience the emotion. Otherwise, how are you going to act? Right. <laughs> like, there you go. There you you'd you'd have, be have to be note- able to. You'd be one note. You'd be happy one all the time. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense. Right? <laughs> but not lingering uh, in it, not wallowing in it, not sabotaging yourself anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I get that. Exactly. That's fantastic. So,
1: so in a nutshell, Josh, just you know, um, that's what that's what made things really change for me. Uh, was reading that book, uh, that Jack Canfield book, The Key to Living: The Law of Attraction, and and what what specifically really changed, um, was this. You know, I, I instituted all these things that The Secret talks about, that, 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 that Jack's book talks about. You know, I, I, I made a, you know, I have a, a regimen in the mornings now, you know, where it starts with um, getting up and, and, and feeling good and getting, your, you know, getting yourself on that frequency, meditating, um, which I'm sure you do. Um, I do these, you know, breathing exercises. I write in a gratitude journal every day that I've been doing for years. Um, all these things got, changed my mindset in a way where now I was prepared to understand that you you really are limitless and that you can attract what you want to you you can truly attract things and and it's important to not feel like oh yeah but this person at this level like I can't get there because you know they've been in this business way longer than me so it's that's that's unattainable you know or because you know uh, they just have so many skills, and I, I don't have those skills, so that's going to be hard for me to reach. Those kind of thoughts sabotage you as as an entertainer.
0: It might and, be hard for you to reach, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible. Nobody started yeah, right. out with any skills. That's why they're called skills, because you build them all right. the time. Is it worth so I, taking, I start... taking the steps necessary to get there is all you got to decide. Right. Yeah.
1: That's right. So so I, I started becoming more visionary instead of uh, – succumbing to these kind of old paradigms of mm-hmm. things are hard, it's too difficult, uh, it's going to be tough, all of these things that slow you down big time and can be roadblocks. It could be excuses
0: too. I went through many years of hardly working as well when I first got to Los Angeles, but yeah. no other path ever entered my mind. There was nothing else that I wanted to do and it didn't really matter to me that I never got to like, go out to eat dinner or something because I didn't have any money, like because of values and priorities and where your vision is. And it was so set from the beginning that the sacrifices I was making only seem like sacrifices in retrospect, because I I didn't particularly care about the things that I was missing out on because at least I was driven by that passion. Yeah. Right. Driven by passion. Exactly.
1: That's it. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what will make you money in the end. You know, that's, that's, what's got to always be there right you
0: You just never know where life's going to take you. The trick is to remain open to the possibilities that's right. and this is why i like like I laugh with the secret stuff because this the stuff in the secret only works if if it's only you. now, what happens when you commingle your life and your future and all of your decisions with, say, somebody a else's energy now? somebody else's yeah. energy exactly, and not yeah ca- in a not in a casual way, someone that you are, you know. Living your yeah. life with, how do you square that circle with your very legitimate mindset techniques that I adhere to myself? But when it's not just you in your life,
1: that's the catch, right? Um, because if you're if you're surrounded by uh, this energy, this drama, this energy of like not drama. feeling good, it's it's up to you. You know, I, I, I'm going to be a little bit in your face and say, like, it's up to you to leave that relationship. And that's that's the toughest part is you are in control of your feelings. And with that responsibility comes being in control of who you decide to associate with, who you want to be around.
0: You're absolutely so, right. I did it myself and it sometimes costs a very high price. Yeah. But yeah, there's no higher price than your time. There.
1: Right. And our if time, time is living in there yeah. knowing. That, that, it, that it's not a good feeling. That you're getting a lot of, you're getting a certain amount of bad feeling from that relationship that you just know doesn't, it's it just, I don't need to feel like this. But you decide to linger, it's kind of on you. It's Some people get you. addicted
0: to the drama.
1: I don't, man. I, I, don't. I don't like it I at don't. this
0: point in my life either. And, and I wonder, I, I have wondered if, if maybe I was kind of seeking it out when I was younger because it's exciting. Yeah. But I don't I don't find that kind of excitement uh interesting yeah.
1: anymore. If you can't get your partner kind of on the same page as you in in the aspect of like, look, we need to we need to always be good to each other in this relationship. Sure, you're gonna have a little bickering here and there. But we need to, you know, at the forefront of both of our minds, it needs to be that this is supposed to be a good relationship. We're supposed to be good to each other and respect each other at all times. And if you've made that effort and your partner's a drama queen and starts shit all the time and is a shit stir. Then it's kind of on you at that point to go like, I've made a lot of efforts. We've had this talk a dozen times and it's still a negative ass relationship.
0: And that's why I advocate dating a body pillow. You could put, you could have an an animatronic, some (laughs) animatronics in there or whatever. Yeah. I there's
1: all Jeff kinds of possibilities agree with that he's like maybe that's the way to go then
0: sure you <laughs> snuggle up with a body pillow yeah yeah name <laughs> it yeah oh man so what? now wait we got to get back on track here this is all very interesting okay, but the people go. the people want to know what is nicholas roy known for
1: the one that's the most popular out there right now is, is apex legends obviously and uh You know, this character, Octane, I play, you know, by the time you see me coming, I'll be going and you'll be gone. Um, He is from season one. um, You know, we're now three years into Apex Legends. Um, um, I don't know, 50, 100 million players. It's uh, probably the biggest uh, battle royale game today. And, um, Do you actually play really it well.
0: as well? I always wonder if the, the voice actors play the games that they're known for.
1: I, I don't really play video games. Uh, I've played it a handful of times uh, because I was they kind of set me up to play it. You know, EA set me up to play it at mm-hmm. uh, at an event. Um, we've gone to respawn a number of times. Some of us uh, in the cast and they've set me up to play it. And you know, we've been filmed playing it. I think I've played it maybe five times all, all the right, other. That's
0: that's more than me. I I, I voiced a number of video games, Lord of the Rings and The yeah. Hobbit, for instance, that I, I like the movies, but I never played the games because I'm not a gamer and I just don't have yeah. time to, to learn.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same here. I, I, I stopped way too long ago in the 8-bit era and uh, and then I just couldn't catch they up. They added
0: know. too many buttons.
1: And <laughs> <I know>, that it's <laughs> confusing <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yes. It's there's too many, many buttons.
0: buttons. <laughs>
1: The aiming part of it, with, you know, you got a gun. I will
0: I will tell you this, though. I, I bought my 11-year-old son, Tiger, an Oculus. And the first, have you put one of those on before? The first time you put that yeah, screen over your face? Oh, my. It is disorienting, but, like, in a weird and wonderful way. I mean, I imagine yeah. if I did have some time to kill, that's how I would get into it, would be through yeah. the Oculus.
1: In a padded room, yeah.
0: Hopefully, yeah, so you don't bang in things
1: <laughs> knock over your led tv and you know your...
0: <laughs> you're you're known for more than just apex legends what about yeah. uh, halo
1: sure yeah halo infinite um you know for me probably the biggest job i've ever done um that's uh what a blessing it's it's been and uh you know leading character um next to master chief and cortana and uh, you know i was in seattle off and on for a few years um doing all the uh performance capture for for that character so it was an enormous job and uh it's been awesome and I'm looking forward to doing more hopefully um yeah Halo Infinite's a Halo Infinite's a a, a big one and uh, and I the game is gorgeous it's a it's a beautiful game and uh it's got um you know Halo's got that built-in following it's a it's a huge there's a huge crowd there that have been supporting halo for 20 years so i'm, I'm proud super proud and, and grateful to be a part of that and um spiting his amazing friends is a gift that mm-hmm. keeps giving um yeah I've that's always... quite popular
0: on disney plus right
1: it is it is yeah. uh i don't know if it still is but for a while it was uh disney plus's number one um or disney uh juniors number one show mm-hmm. um they just brought on this season we're in season three now we kind of just started season three and john Stamos plays. Tony Stark, Iron Man. That's good casting. Um, so yeah, good casting, and they have another uh, a, num- a number of other um, on camera talent they brought on. But uh, I've been on it since the beginning. I play Webster, uh, Spidey, supercomputer. So he's mm-hmm. kind of Spidey C three PO. I guess how does that say? How does that sound? Um, Web's up, Spidey alert! Doc Ock is robbing a bank in town. That kind of vibe. <laughs> I love <you> it. know, <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> It's so, like your uh,
0: e-learning voice.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, it's Everything for is Apple. Kind of, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But uh, Super yeah, enunciated. First, super enunciated, yeah, but at the same time, not um, – Webster doesn't get emotional. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't favor any certain emotion over the other. He has to kind of keep it – it has to just be kind of informational, mm-hmm. uh, whatever Webster delivers. So in the beginning, that was a little tricky. Because you find yourself leaning a certain direction with the things that you're saying, as if, you're
0: human and like, not a supercomputer. Something
1: bad happening in town, and you're conveying that it's a bad thing happening. It's like, no, no, you can't sound. Mm, you can't
0: comment happening. on it. Yeah. Right, Stay neutral.
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, so that was interesting it, figuring that out. But Webster's been great. And, you know, I mean, man, I, I always wanted to be on a Marvel show, I always sure, wanted to be on a Disney part Junior of that show. Universe. And it worked out for both, you know. I got both. That killed two ducks and one stone with that one. So um, got Marvel and, I, and Disney Junior in one go. So that was cool. Yeah, uh, it's and, been cool. We're and of course, uh,
0: listeners to this podcast are going to be interested to hear how you got Matt in Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kazuna.
1: How cool! Uh, what a and like just like you said earlier, you know that was that was early on in the pandemic, and um, so it was one of the early jobs when kind of, you know. All of a sudden, I was driving to LA all the time and doing jobs, and then all of a sudden, everything came to a halt. And there mm-hmm. was like a few weeks of like, "What? How is this going to work? What's going to play out here?" I think if you know, three weeks in, certain studios were you know reaching out to my agent and requesting like, "Does Nick have a home setup?" And if did you so, at that what time? is it? I had one.
0: The one that you're in right now?
1: Not the one I'm, I'm in right now. It was in a different. Mm-hmm. It was actually in under the stairwell, closet.
0: Oh, a lot Um, of people are still doing them from closets.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was an understairable closet, pretty good size, and I recorded Digimon there. You
0: did? I See, I recorded, I guess, you know, usually for these Digimon movies, because Ty is the lead and has most of the lines, I would go in first. And then that gives the other actors something to play off of. But they shut the studio down while I was doing it. We were almost done, luckily, but I didn't have any sort of a home recording studio, so I did the rest of the lines from home in a non-treated room with a $99 Yeti Blue mic. yeah. Wow. Somehow wow. the engineers
1: did some magic and made it work. Studiopolis knows how to f- magically turn that sound into They really do. That's, that's,
0: that's, why they, uh, that, that's
1: why they're so busy.
0: That's why that's they hire right. pros. That's why you don't hire voice actors to engineer their own work.
1: Uh, exactly. It's Man, different, I tried that different once skill set. with an audio book. Never again. I you know
0: again. that's funny you should say that I think it was Tara Sands told me that she does a lot of audiobooks but never wants to accept any work where she has to actually finalize her own edits because
1: I'll second that notion it's three yeah. times
0: as much work apparently to have to go through those files and clean them up It was a nightmare what do you use what is what, let's talk about this home booth for the for the people listening and not watching the the booth that Nicholas is in is not a booth at all. It's actually a sound treated room in his home. And this is one of the nicest setups that I've seen in interviewing oh, voice actors you. on this podcast. Well, because you have room, you have room to move around, especially when you're doing anime or prelay animation, you want to use your body or put your whole body into the performance. Right. So you can't be locked into a closet to do that. And, and now you've got yeah. the room and it looks like you have multiple microphones and, and lots of tech. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think I have—I uh, think it's about eight-foot ceilings in here. I have a cloud hanging up above. Um, you know, of course, bass traps. You know, the walls are paneled. There's actually a velvet uh, wall back here uh, with um, these acoustic panels that are mounted uh, over the top of that material. Um, I have a uh, a Grace Design uh, M101 preamp. Um, you know, of course, my interface uh, which is uh, sound devices, I believe it's is, is the the model it's, a, it's about a $800 to $1000 interface. Why did Number you go with that phones. instead of the Apollo? Um, I just remember at the time, you know, I've had this thing um I've had this thing since probably 2010, 2011. Oh
0: wow. Okay, so and a different an audio technology engineer back then. friend of mine put mm-hmm. me
1: on it. I didn't know what to get. I just sure. remember he said, "Oh man, this thing. They use it in the field, and some people use it in the studio. So it's very portable. It's mm-hmm. great. It's robust. Um, the thing is a tank." And I said, "All right, that's what I need to get." And uh, so yeah, so I've, and it I've served it you
0: every- well for over a decade. And what mic are you yeah. primarily using? It looks like you have multiple mics.
1: Yeah, the, the my main mic is a Neumann uh, TLM one hundred and two that I use for all my uh, jobs. This is just a little um, Audio Technica. This is my travel mic, actually. Um, mm-hmm. That I, that I use, it's a little Audio Technica, AT2020 it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I, I don't like that
0: mic. It makes me sound too sibilant. It, it, my, the upper really? register in my voice is, uh-huh. is really predominantly crisp in it. Uh, for, the, oh, okay. for the podcast here, I use the Shure SM7B because it's more bass heavy yeah. and it rounds it out for listening to for a longer time.
1: It podcast, yeah. But, but I
0: also have the Neumann in the booth for clarity and accurate reproduction. Of the voice, yeah. Everybody's voice is different on every mic, so one that's person right. will love one mic and another person will hate it, and it's the exact same mic, it's just the way that our vocal frequencies are hitting it.
1: That's right, that's right. And early on uh, as well, right around the same time I got the interface, somebody, um, that, the same friend of mine, um, put me onto the Neumann mic uh, before I'd even started like working a whole lot and, knew, and under, understood that a lot of studios mm-hmm. have the Neumann mic as a standard yeah um he'd put me on that mic so luckily that worked out great that's why
0: i bought it because at least 90 percent of the studio work that i did back in the day was always on for me the neumann tlm 103
1: that's right that's right great great mics and and yeah they last forever
0: what software do you use what's your daw
1: so uh for for just recording auditions and whatnot i've been using audacity forever um it's been super user-friendly and easy for me. Uh, I've went through, uh, I've gone through a number of different ones, but I've stuck with Audacity. Um, I have another one called Reaper. Um, I've used another one called SoundForge back in the day. Yep, I but know all of them. Audacity is kind of where I've stayed because I, I use PC, I don't use Mac. I was just going to um, ask
0: if you're on PC. That's why I never yep. played around too much with Audacity because it didn't seem necessary since I'm yeah. 100% yep. Mac.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, So I've stuck with that, but... You know, for Let's all the jobs that works. we do, um, most of them are through Source Connect mm-hmm. and uh, through IPDTL. So um, I have, you know, I'm subscribed to Source Connect as well. And then uh, typically these days, you don't even, a lot of the jobs, you don't have to be subscribed to Source Connect anymore. They just send you a link, an IPDTL link, like yeah. Disney sends me that. So Um, You just click on it and you're connected, you know, and and that's it.
0: I bought it just to have it because they had a Black Friday sale where you could, instead of buying the monthly subscription to Source Connect, you could just buy it forever. So I thought, why not? But you're right. The sessions that I have done so far, they've sent me the link. I haven't needed to provide anything.
1: Didn't need to use it, right? Yeah. 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 Early on in the pandemic, I had to use it a lot. And it was Studiopolis Studiopolis as well. Uh, They wanted you to have that subscription. And uh, then all of a sudden, it just kind of started waning and more people were using IPDTL. More people were sending you a... Now, Studiopolis sends me a a Source Connect Now link uh, where you don't even have to be subscribed, you know, kind of thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, Or sometimes they do, not all the time.
0: So you've had your home recording studio for a long time, probably primarily because you live 45 minutes to an hour outside of where all the studios are. But now that's everybody. Everybody can record auditions and entire sessions from home. That's probably been the biggest change in the voiceover industry since the pandemic. And a lot more people are coming into the business as someone who's been around for quite a while. What advice do you have for those people?
1: Yeah. For, for people trying to, um, get started. Uh, that's, that's always a really good question. There's so many ways, um, to do that. If, if I were to, if I were to go for it today, um, Number one that, you know, you, you've probably told people this too, uh, but the number one I tell people when I'm at conventions or something like that, and I ask is like, have you already taken theater? Have you mm-hmm. already studied acting um, from its roots? Uh, if not, I would, I would get into some theater right out of the gate because just trying to start in, in voice acting, although it's always, anything's always possible. Um, but that background of acting to me is, is essential. And um, Sure. You know, you, you actually you need to learn job, the craft
0: before you attempt to get yeah. hired doing that. Some the people thing.
1: might just be absolutely naturals. That's possible. You might be absolutely natural at acting. And, uh, and I understand that. Um, but still I needs to be, say, be harnessed no and
0: shaped and refined.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would say it's still a good idea. Um, yeah. And the thing is, unless you you're know, Brando,
0: you're... <laughs> unless you're a exactly. real outlier, right?
1: Yeah, right. That's right. But the reality is, you know, when you get these jobs, you're going to be in the hot seat. And what that means, what I'm saying is, there's going to be people sitting there on the other end, um, throwing things at you in your sessions. They're going to be asking you to make adjustments to maybe do other characters that you didn't expect you were going to be doing in that session as well. And you need to be able to do all that you know, with with a relaxed ease. And um, an acting background is going to help you with that. So sure, I'd you say- some you know,
0: technique to rely upon.
1: Yeah, you, yeah. You got to feel absolutely confident and that whatever you're doing you these sessions
0: And your acting background was in college, if I right. read that correctly on your Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your I, IMDb. I was,
1: thank you. Yeah, I I, um, I studied theater in, in, in college four years, graduated with a drama and communications degree from University of New Orleans. And uh, I was auditioning for film and TV from New Orleans as I was in while I was in college. Uh, I was getting little bit parts, little one-liners in some movies and stuff like that. And um, but when you get into voiceover, you know, and you know, I recommend anybody uh, definitely once you've got a little bit of an acting background, um, taking some VO workshops. Um, I know Steve Bloom has a free one that I've heard of. Great Um, guy. Yeah. There's some other voice talent out there that that are coaching or, or giving. Um, workshops, um, you can go to uh, voiceactorresourceguide.com and there's, it's a hub for a lot of information for people mm-hmm. that are looking to get a demo reel um, make, created, whether it's completely fabricated or whether you've um, recorded some stuff on your own through some small jobs or whatever. But you'll, you'll probably need to get one of those done at a certain point so that you can, you know, I would say if you're going to so- solicit some agencies, uh, start with some that are outside of L.A., you know, in some other, in some other areas. Um, there is something to
0: that because the, everybody needs a place to be bad. Everybody needs a, a place yeah. to be able to, to learn what's iron expected and iron iron things out. Exactly. <laughs> and, and maybe you don't want to be at like an A-list agency while you're doing that.
1: Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to blow it early. You know, you don't want to submit to some of these folks, these big agencies, you know, these days, you know, to be completely blunt and honest, they're, Mostly bringing on people that um, they know they can make money immediately. So um, you know they're—it's a business, yeah. It's and a business. they only have
0: so many slots that they can it's give to each audition, you, and they've already got they too many see, yeah. people that they represent. Yeah,
1: yeah. Speaking from yeah. my, from my, I know my agent very well. I've known her forever. She's looking to bring on people that can make money immediately. Or a very young kid that has those qualities that they're looking for, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, a kid that can play, that's nine, ten years old, that can play five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, um, and you know, obviously they're not going to have a very big resume or, or, or maybe haven't done anything, but um, right, it's a different adult, category, different category, yeah. Um, so but start, yeah, it's so start small, local, start local, even with right. the agents,
0: yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. All right, and now it's time for. Questions from the fans. <laughs> so I, right. put this, I put this out on Twitter this morning. Let's see what we've got. Patrick on Twitter asks, what's his favorite role in anime? Ooh, favorite role you've
1: played. Good call. Probably um, this character, Chuya Nakahara from Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, yeah, he's this, um, he's this feisty, moody... Just a pretty wacky character. He's beloved by many fans of that show, and um, it's been fun to play this kind of this kind of attitude. He, he's far from me. He's far from me, and it's been cool playing him. And at the same time, he's like a a lover of wine and music, but he like explodes a lot. And um, okay, yeah, so he's a fun character to play, and uh, and he gets to he's go outside pretty, your um, comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty far from me, so that's been a cool one.
0: Let's see on. Instagram Dragon Sparks One asks, "When you first heard your own voice on video, did you hate it? If so, does that feeling ever go away?"
1: Why would That's they think you hate it? Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I definitely felt like I sounded awkward. I, I felt like, um, or, or I felt like, uh, hearing my own voice was very awkward. I should say, and it, it really? was. I, w- I was um, nitpicking things about my voice that you know. Mm. you don't really need to do but i i, I just remember thinking you know certain things oh like why did i why do i sound like that why do i sound like i have a twang or whatever mm-hmm. um well you were so, from yeah. new orleans yeah exactly exactly that that yeah. gets in there man and you it's hard to shake but uh yeah. I did my although best to
0: shake. maybe it's maybe at some point you'll have an opportunity to use it in a role
1: got to use it once right got to use it yeah once so far what, what but, was that for uh but yeah, it was it was awkward at first, and then uh, you do get over it. Yeah, I get i I've gotten over it by now, for sure.
0: Last question also on Instagram from Michael. No offense, but that man looks like a real knockout. But he didn't say which of us, so uh, I'll take that one. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, probably yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> your oh. no, uh, your your picture that that you sent me that I used on the social media posts, it's got like like multiple unbuttoned shirt buttons on it. You're looking quite swarthy there, sir. It was hot what out was, there. What was the thinking behind that promotional choice? Man, it was hot
1: where I was at in Australia at that time. Oh, you did the OzCon? Yeah, I did OzCon, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I always liked was, doing uh... those.
0: I, I did those a couple of times, but the flight, man, that flight. It's a great, Ooh, it's a great experience once you recover from that flight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that 14-and-a-half-hour flight was – that was – thank God I slept eight hours. It made it a little bit easier. Yes, that's the way to do it. I didn't going to I was be able to, but yeah.
0: And, uh, and speaking of cons, where can people see you? What upcoming conventions are you scheduled to appear at?
1: Yeah, got got a number of them coming up. Um, next one is in February at Level Up Expo in uh, Las Vegas. Mm. And then um, I believe I'm going to be in um, – can't remember the dates of these, but I'm sure some of these guys will know. But I'm going to be in uh, New York at uh, Saratoga. There's a con out there. uh, One in Connecticut that I'm going to be doing this year in 2023. Um, And then um, Manchester, England. Um, I'm doing Uh, this Legends con. Across the Atlantic
0: Sea. Manchester, England, England. That's from across the Atlantic Sea. What and is I'm that? a genius, genius, because I believe in God, and he believes in me. You don't know what to talk. That's It's from uh, Jesus Christ Superstar.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn it. Theater major. I thought you a Theater major. Yeah, Different kind haven't of theater. Seen that. I haven't seen that show yeah. in, man, probably years. Me neither, but, that, years. But,
0: but the word Manchester just
1: brings it all back.
0: But that's yeah. pretty cool. I've never done a convention in England. I would be speaking in a, in a ridiculously over-the-top... Extremely broad English accent the entire time.
1: Oh, for sure. For I sure. hope you'll do that. Take advantage yeah. of the opportunity. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna to try to. Ha- yeah, I'm gonna to have to try to uh, learn. What's the? Uh, what's that really thick uh, British accent? That's um...
0: Cockney, Cockney, like they do in Oliver.
1: Yeah, well, Cockney, but there's a certain town where they, they kind of, they kind of have this, like where they grind. Um, Liverpool,
0: Liverpool, oh my right? God. Where the Beatles are from. John Paul yeah. George and Ringo. So you'd be talking like this. Really? yes
1: yes yeah. yes well you got
0: months to work on it so yeah i'll give you a little project, project to do in the meantime well this has been great where sure. where can people find you people that want to follow you online
1: sure i'm mostly on instagram um nicholas roy all together and then i mess around on twitter a little bit here and there at the nicholas roy
0: i'll have and your links in the, the show this, notes all right thanks for right coming on, on.
1: No, nice thank to you, meet you nice to talk to you what a pleasure man